Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You're listening to the SportsGrid Network. Let it rain! Remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go. It is Thursday, October the 17th, 2019, and we are stacked today. If you are a sports investor, if you're just starting to be, or if you are a longtime degenerate, welcome in. It is time to make it rain here on the grid, sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is Dane Martinez. And when I say loaded, I am talking about some great games here tonight uh, across every professional sports platform and, and amateur, although they're about to get paid. So college football's in there as well. But uh, of course, game four, American League Championship Series. Uh, Thursday night football going to take place tonight. Not one, but two college football games, and both actually are going to be really fun in their own rights, and both also have some great edges. Uh, just like last night's game when we told you that Troy in the Sun Belt slash Fun Belt, you had Troy in South Alabama, and we had told you the under. Pretty damn profitable over the years on a Wednesday night game in the Sun Belt, and it proved to be profitable again tonight, last night as the under once again hit, so certainly made it rain there. But a lot of people were hoping, praying that the Yankee game uh, would have been able to go off, but yeah, that didn't happen. It means that tonight you will get the Yankees. So NHL, NBA preseason, baseball, NFL, college football, you name it, it is happening tonight. And uh, that's exactly what we'll try to do is help navigate here and make it rain for you. But we'll start in uh, in New York. We'll start with the Yankees to knock on the mound going up against uh, Zach Greinke. And I don't know that much has changed here, Dane. I, I know that a lot of people want to point and say advantage Astros by not having the chance to uh, play that game last night. And while, yes, you know, it certainly gives them a little bit more flexibility as far as their rotation goes. But the fact remains, the Yankees need to tie this series up, whether it was last night or it's tonight. You know, having Tanaka on the mound is certainly good. It would have been a bullpen night last night. But the caveat with the Yankees is Tanaka has to go at least six innings, hopefully more. Because if they ever get this to a game six, that bull, that's your bullpen day between both of them. And you can't be get you got Paxton tomorrow regardless. And you, you pulled him out after three innings. So at some point, Boone's got to look at that bullpen and go, I've got to, I need my starters to go as close to the distance as possible. Because once you get to that bullpen day, if they're, if they're spent, so is the Yankee season. 
Yeah, I agree. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, degenerates of Make It Rain. Let's cock-a-doodle do it. One of the things I've been saying all series long, Joe, is I'm worried that Aaron Boone had a quick hook. And I said I'd be worried that as this series went on and we got to games five, six, and seven, my fear is that the Yankee strength, the bullpen, mm. uh, specifically guys like Britton, Adovino, Canely, that they would see – you know, the Astros hitters would see them more and more. They'd get more and more at bats against them, and then they'd be more familiar. We talked about what happened to the Tampa Rays uh, pen in game five. Mm -hmm. Houston teed off on it. Now, Tanaka in game one, Joe, he faced the minimum after six, and Aaron Boone pulled him. So I ain't worried about Tanaka. Tanaka in the playoffs is like for Yankee fans, he turns into like El Duque, for goodness mm -hmm. sake. So I'll take it. My issue is, will Boone let him go? Like, there's a potential. This is Tanaka's last start of the season anyway, right? So right. you go as long as you can, Masahiro. And, you know, as long as you're pitching well. And playoff Tanaka has shown that he pitches well. So, yeah, I think the rain out, you know, it. you could say it helps, it hurts, whatever. I'm glad that we get to bring back Tanaka. It sucks that the Astros can bring back Cole and Verlander quicker. But my issue is now four games, potentially in four days for this Yankee bullpen. I think Boone has to manage it right. Yeah, he, he does. And I, and I think he's a little more handcuffed and, and maybe not having that opportunity. And or at least in the back of his mind, he realizes that yeah, let Tanaka go, man. He had great success against him in game one. They won that game seven. Nothing. Granke has not been as sharp in all playoffs, by the way, because Tampa Bay got to him as well. So there is an opportunity here for the Yankees. But none of this is going to matter if they don't hit the damn ball and get into a situation where they can drive in some runs. They need to get guys on base. They need to be able to drive in some runs. But the big factor from a betting perspective here tonight, guys, is understand this game opened up as Yankees is a minus 130 favorite. And while a majority of the public is back in the Yankees because they have to win, which is never a great long-term handicapping strategy, the big money, uh, a lot of professional bettors are obviously moving the line towards Houston here. And that means that, I mean, you get Houston as a rare underdog, uh, contrarian underdog in this spot. They're ahead in the series. They've got one of the best pitchers on the mound. You don't often have the opportunity to back a dog like this on the road in such a profitable spot that it has been over the years. I get why they're betting Houston, and it makes total sense, but the Yankees got to forget about all of that. And from a betting perspective, maybe the total might be the best way to look at this tonight, guys. The wind is going to be 15 to 17 miles per hour blowing dead straight to right center field. I think that's advantage Yankees a little bit in that ballpark because uh, Didi's, uh, you know, porch, uh, the uh, the pop up there to right field that he couldn't get enough of. Yeah, that ball's gone tonight. So who do you trust more to give me a ground ball? I think, Dane, is the biggest question a handicapper should ask. Do you trust Tanaka to keep the ball on the ground? Do you, do you trust Granky or who do you think is going to get more fly balls? Because that's where the runs are going to come from tonight. Yeah, you know, I think Grinky and uh, Tanaka both profile as mm. some fly ball pitchers. They both give up those solo home runs a lot. You know, sometimes yep. they have good starts, but then they give up the one or two solo home runs. And I think there's going to be more tonight. You know, if the wind is blowing out to right or right center, that's already 
the oh. short porch. That's already where balls fly out. So I look at that total at eight and a half, and there's mm. some interesting reasons maybe to take the over. When you say it before, Joe, I'm staring at Houston at plus 115 right now. I know that's mm. not huge money, right? But it's a plus number. You got to think, Joe, that the way these games have been, won't there be opportunities in-game live? If I take Houston plus 115 right now, you don't think there will be any time during the game ever when the Yankees are a plus number? Can I probably I, uh, get the Yankees up both sides? Plus numbers? It's a it's an interesting approach, but he, he, there's a couple of fears I have with that. We'll talk about okay. that coming up as they get ready. 8 o'clock tonight. Get ready, Yankee fans. It's coming. So are we right back here on Make It Rain. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Big night. Yankee Stadium is going to be rocking here as the rain has come. It is gone and the wind will remain tonight. Going to be a, uh, a big factor. Certainly going to be a big factor when it comes to the books. And we saw this open up at seven and a half, guys. It's already been bet up to eight and a half in a lot of places. And I do believe the 15 to 17 mile per hour winds that are uh, being forecasted here tonight in the stadium out to right center might have a little bit of a uh, an issue with that. Uh, also, we saw the Yankees opened up as a minus 130 favorite. We watched the Astros open up as a minus 120 favorite. And we're starting to see while a number of the bets, uh, Joe Public thinks the Yankees have to win and they do. But that's not really a great reason to back them here tonight with Tanaka on the mound. But the public is backing them. A lot of tickets coming in, almost uh, two-thirds of the tickets coming in on the Yankees, but much more money towards the Astros, which is why the money and the line is moving towards them. Minus 115 at FanDuel uh, with our friends there. And, you know, Dane brought up an interesting thing, uh, the potential live betting opportunities for this game. And it's all going to come down to, I think, who gets on the board first. If right. the Astros score a run early like they did, Altuve hits a home run, Spring, somebody hits a home run, they go up one nothing. then that plus 115 is going to be minus 130, uh, minus 140 in a hard – it's going to be very hard to ever get anything back on that. So my suggestion would be um, if you think the Astros can win this, get them at the plus money right now. Because if they do take as little as a one nothing lead, Dane, I don't think you're ever going to be able to get the uh, the Astros at a at a better number there. Uh, again, we're not dealing with a bullpen day. You know, Granky, although he hasn't been sharp, I do think this is going to be a very tight game. Um, I still think the under is probably a good look here because that's what happens at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, I mean the wind is wind, but. Again, you got to put the ball in the air, and if I have a couple of pitchers that are on tonight, 
and that could very well be, you know, you, we've seen we've seen what he's been able to do, Tanaka. That ball falls off a cliff, man. I mean, yeah. that ball's sinking down. You know, he's going to try to keep the ball as low as possible again tonight. Granky is as good as it gets with placement. So if they're on, I don't think we get eight runs. I, I don't think it's a high-scoring game at all. Uh, I do think that there's a good chance that it will be under. But if you like the Astros, I would go and get the Astros now at the plus 115 because the other thing has happened. If the Yankees score, I think the Yankees are going to have to score more than one run for you to see it really move in the Astros' favor and get big plus money. Um, I I think they'd have to come out, you know, guns a-blazing, you know, score a couple of runs in the first. You know, if they get a 2-0, 3-0 lead, something along those lines, then the then the Astros are going to be in a situation where they're going to be plus 200, plus 300. But I don't see it playing out like that, man. I think this is going to be a real tight game, certainly through the first five. Uh, if you like the Yankees, back them now at that number. Uh, you know what I mean? Minus what, 125? What is FanDuel showing them right now? Yeah, uh, that's what it is. Uh, minus yeah. 125, I believe. I was on a different prop. Uh, no, minus 130, you know. Minus 130. Okay, so there it's going back up then. All right, so minus 130 there. Are the Yankees going to be minus 130 much longer when that game goes, especially if they score early? Probably well, not. I guess, yeah, I don't think, I guess I don't what think I'm you're going to get Joe, is, like, I can, right now, I can mm-hmm. get Houston to win the game plus 115, right? Good number. I, I believe so. That's my end. That would be my Houston position at a plus right. number. With the Yankees at minus one thirty, I think what I'm saying and what we've seen, Joe, like in game, there's violent swings. They don't even have to score a run for the swing to happen. You know, right? Like, I could get Altuve with a leadoff double. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, and even if he doesn't score in the first inning, you know, we we talk about having a plan going in. I think if I have plus one fifteen for Houston. Literally, if Houston early on, they don't even have to go up one nothing. They can get a runner on third base, you know, that sort of thing. If at any point in the first or second inning, I can get a Houston threat that gets me to have the Yankees at plus 120, plus 125, plus anything, Mm -hmm. then I'm holding positions on both teams at plus numbers. I know it may not be awesome, but it stands that I, I win either way. No, like, can't I get a thing that guarantees me profit, uh, as long as Houston shows some offensive uh, prowess early on. I I think the better way, I think the better middle to get would be right now with the total, because it seems to be more volatile because okay. I, before, before first pitch Dan, as that, as that forecast continues to become and spread that this could be nine before it's all said and done. You know what I mean? It, it opened up yeah. at seven and a half. It's already a point. It's already moved up a full run to eight and a half. It, it could get to nine. And right. then you know what happens. Let's say you take the over in nine, and all of a sudden we've got ourselves a pitching battle. You, right. You might be able to get a four and a half, you know what I mean? Okay. That kind of situation throughout the game. And then, you know, you'd get anywhere between four and nine. There's a nice right. middle for you in the total, depending on what uh, what happens. Okay. I don't – I think they're going to get overinflated on the total more than – the wind report? Yeah, because of the I think that's the biggest thing, right? People are going to hear that, and even the public's going to hear that and go, well, pound the over, and then all of a sudden that number is going to keep pushing up because, let's face it, if we know the win report, so do right. the books. So that they've already baked it into the number when they came out with that, and already it continues to be bet up. I think that's going to be nine before it's all said and done. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, one other way 
that I'm looking at this to try to capitalize. You know, I, I believe Grinky and Tanaka, even if they're on, they're liable mm-hmm. to give up that solo home run. And I know the Yankees have some left-handed batters who, mm-hmm. you know, you know, Brett Gardner hit 28 home runs this year. That's ridiculous, right. you know? And and so what I'm looking at, Joe, is I might take a stab, Didi, to hit a home run, plus 350 right now. Brett Gardner to hit a wow. home run. Plus wow. 280 right now. So I'm looking at individual batters, a specifically lefties mm-hmm. tonight with that wind blowing out. And maybe I could, you know, maybe I could pick a winner. Um, like and right that. now, the two Yankees lefties of DD and Brett Gardner, because listen, maybe this is because I'm a Yankee fan, but I know both of them sometimes go for that with their swing and they look for it. DD did, did it a couple days ago and fell right. just short. I right. wonder, I wonder if they put that kind of swing on a ball. And I'm looking at these Yankees lefties. Maybe I go as a prop bet, DD or Brett to go yard. It's interesting too. Uh, and a couple of the other notes that we've told you, and I and I, I think that could very well happen here tonight because that you and you know as well as I do, they're not necessarily the best situational hitters in that Yankee lineup. Right. If they know that wind is fit, and they know they're they can get a shots. ball up, oh man, they are going to be taking shots. They're going to try and get them up in the jet stream. That's right. <laughs> They are like going the to be people too. You're going to see Aaron Judge with his Jeterian swing trying yes. to go to his judge's chambers. Yes, oh, you're exactly. going to see everybody doing it, but the lefties specifically, and there's only yes. two of them really as regulars in this lineup, and it's Didi and Brett Gardner. Um, yes. They sometimes, you know, they dig in, drop, and spin on it, and they are yep. taught to do that sometimes. Um, Joe, you know, you play baseball, right? You know, yep. sometimes you guess, get it up. and you're like, get I'm going to pull this one. And if yep. you got the wind and the short porch, and it's if it's one one in the sixth inning or something like mm-hmm. that, um, I, I I could see Didi or Brett going yard. I, it's a prop bet, but they're both around. They're both around three to one, Joe. Yeah, exactly. And I I would have anticipated this to be more. You know, I had the number a little bit more even on both sides. You know, minus one hundred five on both sides kind of situation. So getting the Astros at plus one fifteen, plus one twenty, guys. There's there's like, some value there. Yeah, yeah, I'm exa- I mean there's there's some serious value with taking the Astros. Now, you can maybe take that Dane and split this game in two. So what are we at the first five? What are the numbers on the first five with our friends over at FanDuel? Is it are they similar as the full game? Yeah, um so if you go first five, um first of all, Houston, well, listen, Houston goes plus 130 over the first five. Okay. Um, (laughs) Yankees minus 110, you know, it being tied is five to one. And then your total, Joe, this is where you're going to like. And this Mm -hmm. is what I cannot understand, Joe. The total for the game is eight and a half. First five is four and a half. There you go. Face in the bullpen and the starters. You got it. You got it. Middle first five and full game. You got it right there. Look, it's. It's interesting. It's very at plus 130 for the first five. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We got some decisions to make. Either way, we're going to make it rain, damn it. I promise you. Take a look at Thursday Night Football coming up next. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. 
like to be the next daily fantasy millionaire? I bet you dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with the DailyRoto.com optimizer and, of course, get the most accurate projections in NBA DFS. Plus, lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with the promo code DUNK. Visit dailyroto.com forward slash dunk to learn more. That's dailyroto.com forward slash dunk. And remember, dailyroto.com is where millionaires are made. And welcome in here to Make It Rain on the Grid, sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is Dane Martinez as we are stacked here tonight with uh, games in every one of the major professional and even amateur sports here is don't forget college football got two games tonight. Pac-12 going to take center stage as Chip Kelly and UCLA taking on David Shaw and Stanford tonight. A lot of very interesting line movement in this game we'll get to, but we'll uh, we'll focus on Kansas City taking on Denver here, Dane. The Chiefs 4-2, and two, uh, losers of their last two after rattling off uh, four wins, uh, go to Denver, mile high. Broncos lost their first four, won their last two. And all of a sudden, this game is just made the AFC West very, very interesting if Kansas City wins. Hey, they're Kansas City. They're back to showing that they're the leaders in that division, the ones to beat. If they lose, well, all of a sudden, uh, there are going to be teams like Denver and Oakland and, hell, even San Diego that are going to get a breath of, you know, rejuvenation here, thinking that they can do this. And I can tell you this, there's a big, and I mean big difference, between who the public is backing and who the pros are backing on this. And it's not even close. It's it's actually so much, Dane, that it's given liability to the books here tonight on Kansas City. That's how much public support right now is on the Kansas City Chiefs in this game. We've seen it opened up at five and a half. It's been bet down to three, guys. And yet the books are crapping their pants because they've got close to 90% of the bets coming in on Kansas City. So they have a ridiculous amount of public money on Kansas City, but yet they've got a whole lot of professional money backing Denver. They don't want to move it to two and a half because they know what happens there, although that might happen. They hit the two and a half. It's going to start. Buyback is going to come. But right now, I think it's very obvious that the the books having uh, the vast majority of tickets on Kansas City and 94% of the money as well. On K- there is a big chance they're going to be rooting for Denver here tonight. They're going to be looking for Denver. Uh, the public wants them, Dane, because they think it's Kansas City and they can't lose three games in a row, right? But Of course not. The pros are not on that, man. The pros think the home favorite, the home dog, is the way to go here in this game. It's very interesting what's happening with the lines right now. Yeah, you know, this is my heart is torn. You know, because part of me, Joe, is is like, I'm going to ride with Patty Mahomes here. You know, like a public kind of view on it, right? Like, nah, they can't lose three in a row. Give me Kansas City, whatever. But 
I listen, I talk about the home team on Thursday night football all the time. I talk about the way teams want to win here, and I think Denver is a bad style makes fight matchup for Kansas City with Joe Flacco in the running game mm-hmm. as a game manager kind of idea. And this Denver defense at this point have had multiple looks at Patty Mahomes. So honestly, Joe, I don't know that my lean here is a side. I look at this total that I'm seeing at 48 and a half, and I think to what we've been talking about the entire time, right? The Broncos will try to limit the Chiefs' possessions. We've seen teams be able to run the ball against Kansas City, and I think Royce Freeman and Phillip Lindsay profile to be able to do that again. So I think the three kind of scares me because I do think Kansas City can go in there and win, but all these things that are up in the air for me makes me not feel strong about it. I realize I don't have to bet everything, so for me, my leading bet is going to be the under on this game because right. I don't know that Kansas City at full strength, they don't put up the video game numbers, and then when has Denver ever put up you know, 24, 27, 30 with this offense? I think both teams might be under 27 points tonight. I could see a 24-20 kind of game or even lower. So I think the under is my strongest play on this one tonight. Uh, Yeah, listen, the total is definitely something to look at, but I find it fascinating that we have a number of books that open this up at five and a half, guys, and to have have over 90% of the money on Kansas City, along with about 80% of the tickets being written, and yet they continue to, to push the line towards Denver they are clearly worried about getting any more professional money on Denver, which is why they keep moving the number down. They're hoping eventually they'll start buying back on, uh, yeah, on Canada because they are they are really exposed here on Denver. So it's quite obvious the split here, the Joes, the public Joes are on one side. The pros are clearly and significantly yeah. on one of the obviously the heaviest bet game here of the night of the week so far. Man, they don't want to have to drop it anymore. They don't they don't want to have to make it easier for, you know, at two and a half. They know what's going to happen is buyback. Mm-hmm. They don't want any more professional money on Denver, which is why they've got it. So I can't wait to see over the next couple hours if any of these books eventually do move the number below three to try and do anything to get, you know, people avoiding Denver. But to your point, I I get it. I get why the 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 pros are are backing them. The situation, guys, yeah. is great. You know, they're only getting first of all one out of every four bets in 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 the biggest bet game, and it's all big. They're divisional dogs, and of course, we know that once you have divisional rivals and divisional dogs, they have familiarity. Yeah. There is nothing you know Kansas City is going to do to surprise them. They're also Dogs, 62% against the number this season. Divisional dogs, 64% against the number this season. So I, I get it. You know, this is not a this is not a popular play right. uh, among people. The popular play is Kansas City, but there's a lot of people ones. betting yeah. big money on Denver, man. And what is that? To, that would scare me uh, to go, you know what? I'll take Kansas City at three because I would even look. What are the money line numbers right now, Dane? Sure. Um, Denver is plus 140 and Kansas City is minus 160. And, you know, to your point, Joe, like all these things we qualify here, right? This is a home divisional dog on Thursday night football. 
Yes. Okay. Like yeah, these exactly. are things we say all the time. We like those things, and we just lined yep. up three or four of those qualifiers in a row. A home divisional dog on mm. Thursday night football. Um, one thing though, Joe, here when you talk about if they're going to move it to two and a half and blah, 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 that stuff. I will say right now I'm staring at FanDuel on the number at three. The juice is minus 110 on both sides. And as we know, mm. sometimes the juice changing is a leading indicator because they'll move the VIG before they actually move the spread. And that hasn't happened yet right now, at least on FanDuel. It's minus 110 on both sides for the number. Yeah, you mentioned the uh, the total. It's interesting. It does appear that both the public and the pros are on the same side for the total uh, as it, it opened up at 50, it's down to 48 and a half, somewhere around that ballpark there I'm seeing across the board. And here's another great stat for you. When the line falls on the total at least one point in a divisional game, the under 56% since 2003. So it's there's a reason why both the public and the pros are looking at that total and going, this might be... This might be too much because to me, it's all about Patty Mahomes. What happens if right. Mahomes once again, and he's taught, he's trying to blow it off during the week. And we know this. I don't know in a short week, Dane, the things that ail Kansas city, as much mm-hmm. as I love Andy Reed, I don't know that three days is going to be enough for you to be able to, with a hurt ankle, a hurt quarterback, you got to try to protect him. The, the things that ail Kansas city, I don't think can be fixed over three days. And like you said, style, divisional matchup, they know each other. What Denver does well in this spot, it's not a great situational spot for Kansas City as far as I'm concerned. I, I completely agree with you, Joe. This That's why, you know, we. that's why we said, you know, the division, yeah. the road, the Thursday night, and it's also style, style makes fight. All of these yep. things. I know Kansas City and Patty Mahomes are the nice shiny toy, but if you look at it and really are honest with yourself about how this game will likely play out, Joe, you take yeah. the first half under on Thursday Night Football all the damn time. That's right? correct. And then yep. when we and, talk and about And I'm taking this, it again tonight. <laughs> I, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. And like I said it earlier in the week, the critical question for me is like, when does Patty Mahomes start limping? Yep. Might it because if it happens in the first quarter, you know, then he's not Superman for three quarters. If it happens in the fourth quarter, maybe, you know, so that that's that's a great unknown to me. I've been I've been leading with maybe they should have him sit this one out to fully rest. I know they'll never do it, but this does cause me anxiety and it should cause fantasy owners and Chiefs backers anxiety as well. He's not 100%. He's going to go out there against the defense that is coming after his ass. And I'll tell you this, guys. The healthier team is the Broncos. Emmanuel Sanders returned to full practice yesterday uh, and Tuesday. He is ready to rock and roll. The Kansas City Chiefs are hurting all over the place. Sammy Watkins was ruled out last night, but so is... Left tackle, Eric Fisher. Left guard, Andrew Wiley. Defensive tackle, Chris Jones. Cornerback, Kendall Fuller. These are all guys out, like starters, that Kansas City on a short week is not going to be with. And that, you got two backup guys right now, including a tackle that protects him and Eric Fisher. The entire left side, the left tackle and the left guard are out. Exactly correct. You got backups in both spots. Where do you think they're going to line up Vaughn Miller tonight? (laughs) My boy, I mean, man. can yeah. I get the Von Miller prop, sack prop? 
let's look that up. Let's That's a great that. call. That's a great call. <laughs> we'll pull that, that up. Show. We'll have a couple of these props coming up for you here. We look to make it rain on a Thursday. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. More science coming out, more data, more science, and uh, what should be a very interesting report that will be released on the is it a juiced or non-juiced ball Major League Baseball is using as, yeah, yeah, to just uh, shrug it off and be like, ah, it's just crap. Well, you got a whole lot of scientists with absolutely no dog in the fight that are, are are continuing to come out with data nobody wants to hear. They just, that's nah, oh, crap. Just hit the ball further. Uh, all right. Well, it's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. That, uh, it's interesting that science and uh, the mathematical and the engineers looking at this. You're right. Now they're just, they got, they want to go ahead and make things up because they give a crap one way or the other. Interesting. Uh, Listen, it's a, it's a mention, middle school math equation. Remember, yes, if a train yeah. leaves the nah. station going this many miles at this mile an hour, right, it's a right. it's a straight equation. Yeah, and if, that's ba- why if the, pitchers can reach into a bag and feel and pick the yeah. ball with raised or seams or whatever, it's, yeah. it's physics. It's straight physics, yeah. brother man. And I also love the fact that uh, when Major League Baseball released uh, uh, last week their statement denying, okay, even right. addressing the reports that are coming out by noted scientists. Yeah, um, it was interesting. They mentioned a word instead of just saying no, they hedged their response by mentioning, well, you know, um, drag can vary. Uh, oh. oh, really? Oh, so. So now you're mentioning drag now instead ah. of just, being, oh, so you're hedging it that, you know, well, hey, you know, drag can, in fact, you know, drag can vary. Why mention that? Why bring that up? I thought up? it was all the same balls. I, I thought, thought it was it the matter. same thing. Oh. oh, now drag can vary. Oh, there's oh. some wiggle room in there, huh, Major exactly. League Baseball? Exactly. I see. Exactly. I yep. see. Yeah. Oh, just How hit the convenient. ball further. Yeah, okay. All right. That that's it. That's the answer. After you hit close to 7,000 balls out of the park this year. No, you're right. It's the because the scientists didn't take into consideration the weather. No, right. they left that no, out. That's all the scientists in. are all about variables, right? Leave as many out there as humanly possible. And I listen, kid. Joe, a ball that's crushed, a ball that's hit 465 feet. Is right. gone. It's just going to yep. happen to go 457 feet. That's not feet the ones instead. we're talking. That's all. That's right. That's not the we're talking we're about talking these about. all of a sudden these warning track powers. That's all. And it happens yep. for everybody. It's on all the balls because the seams on the ball don't know if mm-hmm. it's a Yankee or an Astro that hit it. Yep. It's going to be very interesting. But there is a uh, a new report that they say is coming out here today with more evidence coming out today. 
That today, yes. Uh, more yeah. evidence that ironically the, uh, it comes out when there's 20 mile an hour winds to his right field in Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Huh. It will support again the idea that these aren't the same baseballs that were used during the regular season. So I can't wait to see that report. And again, it's not from, you know, uh, it's certainly not from somebody that has any vested interest in Major League Baseball or the balls. It gives a crap. They certainly don't have a bet on the game, these guys. Yeah. I can tell you that. Why hasn't anybody, like, I haven't seen one yet, Joe. Has anybody, you know, like MLB Network or Baseball Prospectus, or why don't they go down to F in Costa Rica and the Rawlings plant and, like, interview some employees? Yeah, good point, because they can't get on the property. Ah, I won't let you in there. Yeah. And by the way, they charted out to the drag and they chart. You'll see it all. It'll come out later. We'll have it tomorrow for you guys and wait until you see it. It's uh, it's supposed to be a bombshell. It'll be fun to see what happens there. Uh, But we were telling you about uh, Kansas City and uh, Denver tonight and some interesting injury report news that we told you. Sammy Watkins, uh, who is a little more key to that offense, I think, than we ever gave him credit for. One of uh, Patty Mahomes' favorite targets. Now, they have Tyreek Hill back, and that's all fine and dandy, but you got to be able to have time to get the ball to Tyreek Hill. Uh, And it's going to be hard to do that when you're starting tackle and left guard. Eric Fisher and Andrew Wiley uh, are out, as is your starting defensive tackle, Chris Jones, and your starting quarterback, Kendall Fuller, all going to be watching in street clothes from the sidelines and we had said, yeah, that you had three days, Kansas City, to figure it out. And it's just not enough time to be able to make enough adjustments, I think, in order to be able to correct what ails them. And what's going to ail them, you said, is if I know the entire left-handed side of your starting offensive line is missing and I'm dealing with backups. Like you said, where the hell is Von Miller lining up tonight, you think? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's where I'm throwing everything. You know, like the the overload blitz. Well, guess what side it's going to? The stunts. Guess which? Like, this is this is a feeding frenzy potentially for mm-hmm. a guy like Von Miller against backups on the left side and with a huge target on Pat Mahomes' ankle. Now, I'm not talking about bounties or anything like that, but we've seen the last couple of games Pat Mahomes start to you know start to hobble. Early on, and you talk about all these guys in street clothes, Joe. Well, it's a lot different if Patty Mahomes is in a walking boot. Yes, it's going to be a whole lot different. So, Dane and I are on the same page here, guys. We are looking towards the the under in this situation. I've already got it in the first half because I do think that this is going to be – it's going to play keep away. We know this. Denver cannot afford to get into some sort of shootout with them. So – uh, I think it's going to be very slow, very methodical. I don't know what the running back uh, props are there, Dane, for yeah, the uh, uh, for, for the, the Denver's. Denver but somebody's, yeah, somebody's props got to be just, I mean, money tonight, no? Yeah, and so that's another good point. You know how we talk about roles on the team, also. Well, mm-hmm. Denver, in my opinion, Joe, they had to have a clear split. You know, Philip Lindsay is this PPR pass catching spark plug kind of back Mm -hmm. Royce Freeman is the early down in between the tackles three yards in a cloud of dust kind of grind it back and so I think this profiles more towards a Royce Freeman than a Philip Lindsay just because you know the way they want to play and punch him in the mouth and then when I also see that the Lindsay prop um the Lindsay prop is at 70 yards 
and the Royce Freeman prop is at 53 yards. Hmm. I think I I think I like the Freeman prop better over 53 and a half rushing yards and you can get attempts as well. Lindsay at 15 Royce Freeman at 11. I like the opportunity by the Royce Freeman side of these things because I think they're going to want to, you know, be a little bit more of an enforcement kind of running game instead of a cute, fancy running game in this one. Yep. I uh, I I think I'm I'm with you. I agree uh, 100% here. This is going to be uh, a very interesting game plan by Vic Fangio, first year head coach. I think he is uh, he is on to something there defensively. We know this, and uh, this should be this is going to be very interesting here from a total perspective. That it opened up at 50, been bet down to 48 and a half in a lot of places. I got to think this number. And here's the other problem that you have, Dane. If I'm a if I'm somebody who's back in Kansas City, I am knowing Kansas City's defense. Am I not correlating my bet by hammering the over? Because right. if, if it's under, how does that help? How does that it help, help Kansas, Kansas City, City winning? Right. At the all, under profile, right? that's the kind of game that Denver wants to be in. That's correct. And if that's the case, then if you want to correlate, and we talk about correlating bets all the time here, guys. If this is the case. Um, if you think that Denver can keep this game close and keep it, and that defense is going to have some success and uh, yeah, there's no way you can, you can invert this. There's no way you can back Kansas city and then go, but give me the under, they're not going to win a close. They're, they're either blowing Denver out or it's going to be, it's coming down to last possession kind of thing, which they've lost. Don't forget Denver is. A field goal away in the final second of two games from being four and one in this game. Dang. I mean, that's that's what we're looking at. Here. This is not a crap team that's an undefeated team because Joe Flacco's there. They've got players, they've got pieces, they've got Emmanuel Sanders, they've got Noah Fant, they've got some guys, but more importantly, they got a two-headed running back situation going there that really is starting to run downhill against a defense who can't stop the run. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, if we're here tomorrow morning, Joe, and this Mm -hmm. game went over, the likely narrative we're talking about is how this game got away from Denver, right? And Kansas City scored too much, pushed Denver out of their comfort zone, out of their game plan, because, you know, Patty Mahomes hit a 60-yard bomb to Mecole Hardman midway through the first. That's that's the kind of thing that we're going to be talking about. And, Joe, on FanDuel, they always do the spread – points parlay and okay. to your point right you know kansas city and the over is plus 300 though joe like that's one way to look at it and then yep. denver and the under is plus 230 vegas or at least FanDuel, however thinks that's the most likely outcome right mm-hmm. if we talk about the correlation side denver and the under plus 230 casey and the over plus 300 so they're telling you they think this is more of a uh Rock'em Sock'em Robots kind of game. Yes, I, it's hello. If that's again correlating your bets, guys, and putting them in a position to be able to cash both is obviously a pretty profitable strategy in the long run. Because if A happens, then B is going to be the result, and that's the beauty of being able to pick a side, Dane, and also being able to pick, you know, a uh, a total. Now, I will say this from a teasing standpoint. It's you wanted to put a six point teaser on this here, Dane. Uh, we you know, that could be an opportunity for Kansas City to include them in your teaser uh, plays uh, with another team here. Don't forget that 
the whole opportunity there of taking maybe Kansas City from, uh, you know, three, uh, not Kansas City, taking, uh, being able to take Denver, Denver. to uh, to a nine uh, or a nine right. and a half Classic and being seven. able to and put the total, you know, that's there is a teasing opportunity here tonight in this standalone game. So or if you like another team, in fact, um, over the over the weekend, you know, you could you could certainly use this in that spot. And I don't think anybody would argue with you that you have an opportunity to utilize what the number is now. I think this is going to be this is going to test Andy Reid, I think, big time. And I do think maybe another prop. Now, what do we look about maybe first score being a field goal? What do you think of that? Ooh, that's interesting. I'm going to bring that up. But at the same time, I was thinking when you was talking these six-point teasers, another mm-hmm. one, Joe, I got to go back to my squad. The Chargers Ooh, okay. are plus two at Tennessee. And Ryan there you Tannehill. go. Yep. Right. So if I get that teaser, right, I cross three and seven. If I can get the Chargers up to plus eight, plus eight and a half on the road, but facing first time starter uh, Ryan Tannehill. When I'm teasing, I'm looking for twos, Joe, so I can cross three and seven uh, because I learned from, you know, gambling you. Right. I got ahead. But um, we're talking about what were you talking about? First half of this game? No, I was thinking, yeah, first uh, first score, a field goal, because oh, right, we right, do right. know Denver loves kicking field goals. It is in the altitude. That's so we do, right? Don't we have an opportunity at this point? Both teams do. They're going to be trying even 50-yard field goals. I don't think anybody, although Kansas City is working in a new kicker because I believe Cairo Santos was it. Who was it that they had there? Was a Harrison bit of a Butner? Butner. Oh, it's a Butler. Yes, Butler's in there. They So they got some guys that can actually kick, so... Yeah, I yeah. kind of uh, I kind of like that situation there. Gotcha. I'm still looking for first score, Joe. Well, when I get it for you, I'll let you know. All right. So yeah, just I'm thinking that. I'm also thinking. Um, um, I'm thinking carries and yeah. yards for the running backs or something. We got to dive into next hour. Yeah, I that do one think- I gave you. So remember for carries, just attempts. Okay, we got attempts. Lindsay at fifteen and a half. Royce at eleven and a half. Yep. So they I love think the over on that. The B side of this, okay? Yep. I think style makes fight favors Royce on this. So there's there's where I'm going. Interesting. And love that. Yards, Joe. Yep. Same thing with the yard. With yards, it is 70 for minutes, but only 53. Interesting. So we'll we'll do the math and figure out what average carry that'll be for both of these guys. We'll check those numbers up. We'll look to make it rain. Coming up, hour two on the grid, sportsgrid.com. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to learn more. Interesting uh, bit of information here um, just came out. Looks like uh, Adam Schefter is reporting that uh, it's amazing um, the 
the remedies that uh, that happened here overnight in the NFL, because it, it apparently just the thought of a trade somehow made Jalen Ramsey's back all better. And Amazing. he is uh, 100% cleared to it's go, ready to rock and roll. He will be in the lineup for the Rams. Uh, that plane ride from Jacksonville to L.A. apparently did wonders for his back. He is now ready to rock and roll. No pain, no pain, no nothing. Not even listed on the injury report here. He is ready to go here for the Rams this week. Wow. And I thought, I thought it was good practice, like, when you're ailing and stuff, to not get on the plane. I thought exactly. that causes swelling. I thought that would – wow. Yeah, This it's crazy. is amazing. Yep. I really need some is. of that flight. Like, what plane was this, Joe? Right. Guys with back troubles, apparently that's oh all it takes. Just go fly really? from Jacksonville to L.A. and boom, you are ready to go. And once again, I will wow. say it. Um, I'm not sure if maybe he's playing offensive line uh, for them. That might be uh, maybe they're dropping him down in the trenches, and that's how he plans on helping them because, maybe. yeah, that's secondary is still hot garbage. Uh, or maybe and he's so a, is that really, a really line. accurate passer. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe that he's... happens in the plane also. Like maybe, exactly. you know, it's like the combine on that plane. You're getting yep. the sports massage. You're getting the acupuncture. And, you know, yep. you're getting work on your mechanics, on your delivery also. Yeah, and it's not like, well, I got news for you. They need him to play bad back or no bad back. They need Sorry. him in that secondary because they don't really have anybody else at this yeah, point. they traded him away and to leaves on IR. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He is uh, he is a bit hurting right now uh, in the secondary there, Sean McVay. So, and a big game for him coming up this weekend. Uh, also, interesting, Dane, we have finally found a team, I guess, and a number where people will – besides you, actually back the Dolphins. We have figured <laughs> out a number here, guys, and that number must be at least 17 yeah. because that looks like what's going on here. More than half the money is on the Miami Dolphins at that number. Yeah, I'm doing them again. And the reason is because the total is at 40. You know, we talked about this gambling you. The total is at 40. How are we going to make up 17? Yeah, I yeah, know you're doing right. it. You're not alone. You're not alone.